Welcome to the Grow Through International Expansion podcast. I'm Oliver Dowson. Let me be your guide as to how businesses, all kinds of businesses, small and large, can grow, solve their business problems, increase their profits, and grow their value. In these podcasts, we talk to all sorts of interesting people that bring their skills, experience, and insights to all aspects of international expansion. I hope you like these podcasts. If you do, subscribe and keep listening every week. We love comments too. And do share and tell others and check out our resources on our growinternational.org website. Historically, free trade zones were confined to manufacturing and warehousing. But in recent years, they've also been housing office operations, like the shared service centers that we talked about in an earlier episode of Grow Through International Expansion. Where they exist, free trade zones bring some obvious advantages to businesses setting up in another country. To start with, the free means free of taxes. Essentially, their zones physically within one country that treat every economic activity within them like being in a duty-free shop. There's no tax as long as everything is created or manufactured and then sold abroad in another country. Some countries do also allow sales within the country, though they're usually restricted in some way, typically by a proportion of turnover or for a limited number of years. But there are other advantages to free trade zones too, such as being co-located in the same campus or complex as other similar businesses. That can help a lot with shared resources, such as meeting rooms and catering. It helps with recruiting suitable staff too. When I was in Uruguay a couple of years ago, I was introduced to the different types of free trade zones in the country. I was really impressed. Uruguay is a bit different to other South American countries in that it's the only one with free trade zones. It's a small country that's used free trade zones and leveraged its position and economic strength to become an attractive hub location for doing business all over Latin America. I went back again recently and took advantage of being there to revisit four very different free trade zones. For this Grow Through International Expansion podcast, I talked to the directors of each of them about the opportunities they offer and the differences between them. Let's start at Aguada Park in Montevideo City itself, near the port. It's essentially a collection of office towers. Its director is Francisco Raveca. Aguada Park is one of several free trade zones in Montevideo. Can you tell us something more about it and about yourself? Yes. Well, um, Aguada Park is a services free trade zone, which differentiates us from a traditional free trade zone. Uh, considering that at Aguada Park, we do not have any logistics or any manufacturing. It's all services. Uh, And by services, I mean we are mostly focused on business process outsourcing, shared services, um, you know, contact centers, etc. At Aguada Park, we have four groups of clients, Mm -hmm. right? One group would be mostly related to those types of services that I was mentioning, like BPO, shared services, contact centers, software development, right? Mm -hmm. Another group is related to financial services. We have uh, banks that have their back office operations for their offshore banks here. Um, We have private bankers um, that are all providing services to the world and 
since a recent change in Uruguay's free trade zone law, now they can also provide services in Uruguay. Oh, yes. that's a big change. That's the last time I was here about getting on for two years ago now. Yes. That it, let, let me finish with the four groups and then we, we can get into that. Okay, if sure. You want to. Um, the third group would be that, that group related to professional services. Um, we have law firms, accounting firms, consulting firms, architects, engineers, all providing services to their clients around the world. And the fourth group is that group related to trade and commerce. So we have uh, traders, like commodities traders, right? Um, we also have apparel design companies, right, that they're designing clothes here at Awada Park and they're sending those designs to India or China, getting the clothes produced there okay. and exporting it around the world to the end customers. Um, so those are the four groups that we have here at Aguada Park. Now, moving to the city outskirts and closer to the airport, we find a rather different free trade zone, a campus with a wider variety of businesses. Zone America. Its director is Leandro Bonilla. Can you tell us, basically tell us something to start with about Zone America? Okay, our uh, Zone America is the largest business and technology park in Uruguay. Uh, we have nearly 350 companies operating within our park. Those are all tenants of, of our company. And we provide uh, what we call is a one-stop solution for all these companies where we help them uh, set up their operations in Uruguay um, with a very nice campus atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And we do all the real estate development. Uh, we have a special free trade zone regime, which gives the companies a lot of uh, tax benefits, tax advantages. Um, we provide them also with the connectivity the IT solutions, data centers, and we even help the companies recruit the talent locally. Right. So it's a very one-stop solution in order to help the companies come into, into our country and use uh, our platform as a, as a hub for the region and even glo global operations. So we have tenants which are uh, operating regionally and some of them are operating globally. Absolutely. So it, it seems really large and it really is a park uh, with buildings is, and that. It is. Uh, our campus is, uh, has 92 hectares. Um, we have urbanized almost 75% of, of that. Uh, we have constructed 30 buildings. Um, we have different types of operations. So we have a part of the park which is mainly concentrating uh, logistics operations and, and distribution, regional distribution centers. So that would be like warehouses? Like warehousing, that's it, for the region, mainly for the southern cone of Latin America. Okay. Uh, so many companies receive their inventories here and then distribute to the south of Brazil, to Argentina, to Paraguay, Chile, from here. So the attraction is basically the fact that this is a free trade zone for doing that's that? That's it. So you can keep the inventories here tax-free and then uh, defer the payment of the taxes until you have finally done uh, your, your, your deal in each country. So it's a way of centralizing inventories instead of having um, domestic, a lot of domestic inventories and in each one of the, the Latin American countries. And you, have, you don't have restriction in, in order of say, regarding uh, time limits for the products coming into the free zone. Uh, you can add value to them, you can assemble different products. We, for example, we have a, a, a satellite producer here, a nano satellite producer. It's a Okay. company called Satellogic. 
and so they are assembling the satellites here and then launching them in China. So they export oh, really? the satellite from here to China and then send them to, to the space in order to do uh, photography. Um, that's a very interesting case. Absolutely. But then we also have a lot of companies uh, in the services sector. So we have shared services centers of international or multinational companies providing services to their own branches all around Latin America. We have software uh, companies, software factories, IT outsourcing companies, um, then uh, financial services companies. So our, uh, let's say the industries are, are very diverse within South America. Back in the city, the World Trade Center is one of Montevideo's most impressive locations. It's an interesting hybrid as there are separate buildings where some are free trade zones and others are conventional local businesses. Its director is Ignacio Dell. Great. Well, please do tell us about the World Trade Center um, and what's special about that. Uh -huh. uh, first of all, I, I want to highlight that all the, the foreigners that came to, to Uruguay at, at the beginning, the, the, the first feeling is like a surprise regarding World Trade Center and, 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 and Uruguay. Um, here at, at the World Trade Center, we have two different businesses. First of all, we have a, uh, and the first surprise is that we have in Uruguay and, and, and in Montevideo, we have a AAA uh, buildings that, that are world class. And that's the, the, the main and the first surprise that they ha could have buildings with great quality in order to put the operation of the offices for the companies. Uh, so, um, and, and we have two businesses here. First of all, we have the, the, the World Trade Center Montevideo, that is the common building and, and the common franchise all over the world with more than 300 um, franchises and, 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 and cities with mm -hmm. these buildings. And, and the other business that we have here, we have four towers under this uh, real estate uh, franchise, and, and we have four buildings with more than 300 companies. And on the other hand, we have now uh, one uh, building that it's a free zone in the middle of the city. Uh, and this is an, another, a new thing and another innovation. And, and basically this free zone, it's a building, it's a pure services uh, free zone where, where you have more than 140 companies uh, providing services all over the world uh, from Uruguay. Uh, and this is, and now we're building the, the free zone tower two uh, that will be uh, finished in 2020. So, can you name drop some of the companies that are in the free trade zone building? Yes, in fact, we have like four segments. We we uh, main segments that we try to group uh, the the companies that we have here. Uh, we have um, consultancy and professional services. That it's around 40 percent of the of the companies that we have here. And in there you have the, the, big, uh, the big companies like Deloitte, Adelaide, uh, PwC. We have uh, also the second segment is uh, finance, adva finance advisors, where we have companies from all over the world. Um, the other segment is the, the technology segment. And we could have even developers or also a lot of uh, companies that, that gives the, the customer services for Oracle or SAP. Um, and the, the fourth segment that we have is the that we call agribusiness and trading. We have three of the most important traders in, in terms of commodities like Kafka, uh, Louis Dreyfus, 
and also Bungi. Those are three uh, of the of the five most important companies regarding that. In, in terms of uh, companies that have in their shared service centers, we also have Willis Towers Watson that started with six people and now they have near 100. Mm-hmm. And they are providing a lot of services, and and, and, and the common process uh, within the companies is that they start small, because as you said, uh, there's a, a, we have a, an awareness issue, and a lot of people don't know anything about Uruguay. Finally, let's head over to the Parque Cienfuegos, literally the science park, and again just outside the city. Their general manager is Enrique Pueblo. As you know, this is a, a free trade zone here in Uruguay. Uh, it works under the free trade zone legal regime that we have here from 1987. Um, Uruguay was the first Latin American country to develop free zones. That comes from 1923, but really in 1987 with the private free zone uh, legal regime is when the, the regime really bloomed. And Parque de las Ciencias is one of the uh, consequences of that. Uh, regime. Um, it's a 55 hectares park where we focus a lot of our uh, efforts in infrastructure. Uh, so uh, I would say that uh, our main claim for the park is that we have enough infrastructure here, um, world-class infrastructure to develop any kind of project from a very simple commercial office to a highly complex industrial project and that's our main main focus here. Uh, so everything here is uh, developed and in place to be able to handle that kind of, of highly complex industrial uh, companies like uh, Pharma for example. Okay. And, and that's where our anchor client came from. It was a pharma company looking for a site to develop a manufacturing plant, a really big one high technology one, and uh, we provide every service they need for that plant, including uh, fire extinguishing system, uh, water, uh, effluent treatment plant, um, uh, communication and data. Um, We provide every service related to um, garbage disposal and uh, everything they need, basically. So that's what we started with, the construction of the park in 2009. We inaugurated the first building by the end of 2011 and nowadays we have uh, around 52 companies working here, some very big, some very small, a little bit of everything. The idea here is that we are not only focused in life sciences, is that we also have other activities to complement the life sciences projects, uh, service providers, etc. and also companies coming from very different sectors like uh, any commercial trading uh, services, etc. Et so it's, it's not an exclusively uh, life science related park. Okay. But it's, yes, it's oriented towards life sciences, high technology, higher value activities, and we want to keep very focused in that main uh, target there. And uh, our idea, yes, is that the park is always. Um, attractive for that kind of activities. As you've heard, a lot of the businesses in the free trade zones are office-based and focus on delivering services to customers across Latin America, and in some cases beyond. One thing that struck me was that in the past, 
the main business criteria for which country to locate this type of operation was cost, basically the cheaper the better. But while Uruguay has lower costs than, say, the United States or Western Europe, it's not a cheap country. Here's Ignacio Dell again. Yeah, yeah, I think, that, you know, I see that, that the world has changed. Actually, we are becoming global and we have like no, no boundaries and no frontiers. And basically, the, the, the companies nowadays have the opportunity to see the whole world as, they, as the, their own country. So they uh, put their operations uh, in the most efficient location for each activity. And right. for sure, they would have, I don't know, maybe in India, uh, they, they know that they can provide a lot of people because there are a lot and they can go uh, if the driver is the price. For sure, they will have a lot of people at very low prices at, at India because the offering is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won't have the same prices here in Uruguay. No, of course. So from a, from a company perspective, they will say, okay, which are the locations for everything? So, and we want to uh, position Uruguay, uh, uh, as you said, with the high, high uh, value-added activities. That's, that's, that's uh, the hub where you need to put that. Uh, and, and so th- that's why we, we, we think that the people are tending to that, the companies are tending to that, and we want to have a, a good value proposition in order to, to fulfill that. Another advantage that was repeated to me everywhere I went was the accessibility to Latin markets, like when I was talking to Leandro Bonilla. Now, Montevideo is not a very big place anyway, but you do have the also they have the advantage of being practically right next to the airport. Yes, uh, yes, and that's uh, that's also key for many of our tenants because since uh, they are using our platform as a regional platform, they are, many, many people here are traveling all the time around Brazil, Argentina, uh, all of Latin America yes. actually. And so, yes, it is very easy to move in and out of the country and having the office very close to the airport, also very close to some of the uh, resident, nicest residential areas of Montevideo, mm-hmm. we're 15 minutes away. Um, and in the future, we are, uh, in the near future, we are also planning to have our own residential area surrounding Sun America. We have a project called Jacksonville, where we will also uh, offer uh, residential uh, solutions for, for, for the people working here. All the free trade zones recognize the need to make sure that quality staff can get easily to and from work and the importance of that for staff retention. Language is another key consideration. Uruguay is a Spanish-speaking country and it has a good education system. That means that most school leavers speak really good English. But that's not all. Here's Francisco Rebecca again. One thing I was interested in before when I came here was that you can actually have people, you have a reasonable number of people who speak Portuguese. Yes. Um, and it's possible to actually get employees with good Portuguese because I think that probably makes this the only Spanish-speaking country in South America where that's possible. Yeah, I mean, you, you get good quality Portuguese considering that we have a very extended dry uh, border with Brazil. So all the people, you know, all these young people that grew up you know, near the border, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to going to the university, they usually come to Montevideo. Mm-hmm. So you have these Portuguese-speaking um, young people that are at the university here, and, and it gives you access to Portuguese skills, right? 
Great. Yeah, Which is important if you want to cover the whole of Latin America, because that's roughly half the total yeah, population. Yeah. yeah, a continent by itself. Absolutely. Yeah. There's also an established infrastructure of service providers intended to make setting up and operating as trouble-free as possible. As Enrique at Pacacientius was telling me... When you have those suppliers near to your industry or your manufacturing site, etc., those suppliers usually specialize in whatever you need, so there's things you don't need to explain to them. You have a fast response from them, they specialize in the industry you're into. So that's one of our object objectives, is that uh, the, the industry shares a part where they all find and share the services they need. Everyone here is working under the tax benefits, so you should get uh, cost benefit, uh, a better cost benefit equation in the services you hire within the park. Um, and that's why we have logistics operators, we have uh, printing companies doing boxes for uh, products, we have uh, accountants. accountants doing auditing and things lawyers. for pharma companies, lawyers doing patents and, and trademarks. We have an uh, engineering firm coming from Argentina that develops uh, pharma um, manufacturing sites and health related projects. Um, logistics operators, etc. Et et so that's the idea that the cluster uh, becomes attractive and the, that the providers want to come into the park and be near to their final fans. So, in summary, there's a lot on offer from the various free trade zones in Uruguay. I'll let Francisco Rebecca wrap this up. What else should people be looking for in a Guada Park? Well, I think that, I mean, like looking for in Uruguay and then coming down to Aguada Park, but I mean, Uruguay, as, as you know, is, is a very um, convenient location from where to provide services worldwide. Um, we call ourselves, Aguada Park, a global services platform mm -hmm. from where our clients provide these types of services worldwide. Um, Uruguay is a very educated country uh, with no natural disasters, I mean, no racial issues, no ethnic issues. Um, it's just a nice place to live. I mean, I grew up in the U.S., and then I went back to study there and decided to come back here and, and raise my family here because I find it a very attractive place from, you know, where to live. I am Uruguayan also. But, um, and then, you know, when, when people see Uruguay and they decide for Uruguay, well then, I mean, Uruguay's free trade zone regime is very, very convenient. Absolutely. Because all of our clients are providing services tax-free. They pay no taxes created up to now or to be created in the future. And the government stands very strong behind this because, I mean, there, there are articles in the free trade zone law that provide the government's commitment towards this. That's all for this podcast about free trade zones. I hope you found it interesting and enjoyable. If you've got comments or questions, be sure to send them to me. I and my colleagues at Grow Through International Expansion will be glad to answer if we can or pass them on to somebody else who can. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.